Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of More Than Sweat. I'm your host, Brooke Benton, and I've created this podcast to bring an educational, entertaining, effective exercise session to the masses every week. It's accompanied with a motivating, uplifting message intended to make you whole, cleverly disguised as a sweat fest. In today's session, we're going to be talking about two things you can add to your regular life that's going to make your life better. It's going to enhance your well-being. We're also going to be power walking at 130 steps per minute for five minutes, then transition into some difficult body weight exercises, burpees, planks, push-ups, squats, and lunges, then go back into five minutes of power walking at 130 steps per minute, then finish with some very fun, childlike exercises you might not have done since you were six years old, like skipping and galloping. Go ahead and grab yourself a tall glass of water, lace up your walking sneakers, and let's get going. Walk with me as we talk about something I want you to do that's going to greatly improve your well-being and your self-efficacy, your self-confidence. First of all, be sure you're marching on the beat of this music at 130 steps per minute. Feel the downbeat, right, left, right, left. Your shoulders are back, your head's high, your abdominals are engaged. You strike that foot each downbeat. All right, are you ready for this? This is big news, but it doesn't require that you do it every day. I'm not gonna ask you to do one thing every day that scares you, because that gives you something up there to have to reach for every single day. I want you to create a foundation where you do things that scare you so you don't have to calculate it on the daily. You just know when things come up that challenge you in life, you have a bring it on attitude towards that. And it's going to make your life better. It's going to make you more well and more whole, which is the reason for this podcast. When I was in grade school, I was cut from every organized sport, volleyball, basketball, softball, you name it. And it drew me in to the athlete I am today. Am I good at sports now? No. Heck no. But I have a master's in sports and fitness administration. Riddle me that, huh? Why? Because the fitness component. Because I was so terrible at sports, it lit a match in me. You can't do this very well. What can you do? Oh, fitness. I can do fitness things. And I loved it so much, I got an undergrad and master's degree and exercise physiology certification and life coach. And it's why this podcast exists now, to inspire other people to movement, even if you're terrible at sports. The transition from being cut from every sports team to becoming a really great runner was I got put on a group called Off Season. In Off Season, the women that were cut from sports teams in the seventh grade had to go on runs. You didn't make it on the sports team, go run a mile. And other girls would go hide in the bathroom, wait till it was over, come out 20 minutes later, be ready to put on their street clothes to go to school the rest of the day. I took it as if it was a Olympic track race and money was on the line. I would go and run so hard that I'd come back exhausted and I beat everybody else in off season in a who cares kind of race, right? Nobody else out there really was taking off season seriously. It was where the losers went. Woohoo! I was the queen of the losers. And I wore it as a badge of honor. It was pretty annoying to the people who didn't care. But for me, it was like, you were the best of the worst. That's rad. And it didn't happen quickly, but over the course of 30 years, those running skills got honed into self-confidence that I would get to race lines where there were other people out there that were taking it seriously. And they wanted to win almost as bad as I did. But the thing is, I didn't want to win 
to beat them. I wanted to win to beat the voice in my head that said, you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose, you stink, you're never gonna make it, you're just no good at this stuff. Watch me, watch me is what the determined me said after over 30 years of honing those running skills and getting to the race line, watch me. And I do it. And I wasn't doing it in order to own everybody else. I was doing it to own myself, to defeat the fear that said I couldn't. I needed to do that in the race to prove I can do things that scare me and I'm better off because of it. But it doesn't have to be athletic events. Maybe for you, it's your kids in the second grade and somebody needs to be the room parent. And you're like, I don't know, man. I'm no good at arts and crafts stuff. I don't know if I can decorate for holiday parties. And I'll tell you this, you can. And your child's only young once, volunteer for it. You be that room parent. Even if you're an introvert, get in there. Your child wants you around right now. Do it. It scares you and it's going to make you better by being the room parent in their class, even though it scares you. I'm not telling you guys to get out there and play in traffic and do scary things that are dumb things. I want you to do things that challenge you to be a better and stronger version of yourself. Get out there and do those scary things. For instance, we have five minutes of burpees, planks, push-ups, squats, and lunges. It scares you, and you can do this. Let's start right here, right now. You tuck down, jump out, jump in, rise up to standing. Tuck down, jump out, jump in, rise up to standing. We're no longer walking. We are doing burpees. And if it's too much impact or too much on your wrists and shoulders to hold yourself up and jump back, then instead just place your hands down, lunge a leg back, step in, rise up. Do it on the other side. If you just did one leg, then do the other side. Otherwise, a full jump back to burpee, in and up. When Dr. Royal Burpee created the burpee, there was no push-up. So when you hear people now say, if there's no push-up, it's no burpee, they're wrong. The original burpee had no push-up. Down, jump out, jump in, rise up, with or without a jump on the way up. The original burpee did not have a vertical leap, but if you want to up the ante because you're scared and you want to face your fear, then go for it. Add that vertical leap. Go one more. Now hold it back. In plank, tap your shoulder. Tap the other shoulder. We lift one hand and tap the opposite shoulder. So you're doing a plank, lifting one balance point and tapping to the opposite shoulder. I have a visual aid on YouTube if you want to see this in video format. You're doing a plank. You can be on your knees or on your toes. And you're lifting the opposite hand and brushing your opposite shoulder. Tap. Tap. This is challenging your core. There should not be rotation going on at your hips. So you're keeping your pelvis stable as you lift one hand and touch the opposite shoulder. Your abs are tight, your glutes are clenched. Tap and tap. After this, we're gonna go into a series of push-ups. You can do your push-ups on all fours, on your knees, or on your toes. You decide how the sausage is made, but I do want you to pick the option that scares you, and you're gonna try it anyways. Push up, down, down, up, up. We have a full minute, lower and lift. You don't have to touch your nose down to the ground. It is a true and full push up, just dropping your shoulders even with the elbows on the way down on the push up. Lower and lift, repeat it. Inhale takes you down, exhale brings you right back up. Great job here. Try to push
push through all parts of your hand, not just the back of the wrist. Great. You are going to get a lot more core out of your push-ups if you're in military style, meaning on, you're on your toes. You'll still get quite a bit of core on your knees on uh, three-quarters push-up. Not just a ton of core if you're on all fours, but meet your body where it's at today. It's cool with me if you only get one push-up in on your toes and then you go to a three-quarters push-up. That means you tried the scary thing. You did one on your toes. Bravo, congratulations. Jump your feet in, now squat and rise. Down and up. Get your booty low and rise up. We're squatting. It's okay to have a natural turnout at your toes. Just be sure that your knees are tracking the same direction as those toes. You get low and rise up. A squat is like an elevator for the hips. You drop them down and rise into the top. Squeeze your cheeks at the top so you feel your butt muscles tighten up at the tippity top of your squat. I like to take the arms slightly in front of me as I squat back because it serves as a counterbalance to all that mass of my booty that's reaching backwards by taking the arms out in front of me. A little counterbalance there. Be sure you're sitting back into your heels to where you can wiggle your toes in your shoes as you squat. If you can't wiggle your toes, I worry your knees are jutting forward, putting those fragile knees in a challenged and actually unsafe position. Not just challenged, not just scary, but unsafe. Sit back in those heels, not into the toes. Now lunge back. Lunge one leg, now lunge the other leg back. Alternate your lunge back. If you have a really long femur, you're going to need to step really far back so that your front knee doesn't tower beyond the ankle or beyond the toes. Good. Continue lunging back. We only have 40 more seconds of your alternating lunge backs before we can continue on a power walk for five minutes. You will have spent five minutes doing things that scare you physically. This has worked you out. It has challenged you. Good for you. If these lunge backs aren't challenging you enough, add a plyometric with them. Add a leap in the air. Not everybody needs to do that. If you have issues with your knees, hips, or low back, keep it low impact. No need to have to add the jump. But if you need to up the ante and you have no joint problems, feel free to go for it. Give me two more. Two and one. Take a quick swig of that water. Here we go. Back to your power walk. Right, left, right, left. We'll spend five minutes here before going into a fun finisher for five minutes. We're at 130 steps per minute, and I'm gonna give you another cue of something you can add to your life that's going to greatly improve your overall well-being, your joy in life, and that is do things that delight you. Do things that bring you happiness. And again, it doesn't need to be an up there. Every day I need to do something that delights me. It needs to be your foundation that you step on, rooting yourself in things that bring you delight. And this doesn't have to be at odds with do things that scare you. They go together. It delights me to surprise myself and perform well in races. And so I have to do the thing that scares me and run hard and run against what I feel like I'm capable of, do better than that, and then it delights me to perform with personal records. But there are other examples. It doesn't have to be physical. Here's my non-physical example. A great night's sleep is just nirvana. And I love to sleep in a cool room with a down feather comforter. But I'm also very cheap. So for the longest time, I kept buying down alternative comforters. They are not the same. They are 
code as a down comforter. I would go to sleep and try to hug on to the down alternative comforter and instead of feeling like goose down feathers, it felt like that stuffing that my mom and I would put in pillows when we would sew pillows growing up. We'd go to Walmart and buy this thing of stuffing. That's what it felt like I was hugging on to. And so I wasted a ton of money buying dozens of down alternative comforters before finally saying, you know what? I should buy a goose down comforter, the real deal, and delight in it and sleep with that month after month, year after year. And now I have had that same feather down comforter since 2003. Yes, it was expensive, but yes, I sleep every single night and I delight in that one down comforter. I wanna give you an example from the nutrition side. There are some things that you will enjoy eating that you would consider not quote unquote good for you. Maybe they're slightly processed. I don't wanna encourage you to enjoy ultra processed foods. So if you're like, but I really love Pringles, don't give in to that because Pringles are designed for you to be addicted to them. Don't let yourself say I delight in some fill in the blank ultra processed food because a little bit is never enough. But do allow yourself to delight in some decadent food that isn't plastic or things made in a lab that you can't even pronounce on the ingredients list. I have to be clear about that because ultra processed foods cause psychological distress. A 10% increase in your consumption of ultra processed foods equals a 14% increase in all types of mortality. So make your decadent food not ultra processed foods. But maybe like this. I love a warm butter croissant. Warm butter croissant is mostly enriched flour and butter and salt and deliciousness. I have one for breakfast every single morning. I have three breakfasts every morning. I start off with a very fiber-rich homemade muffin that's mostly nuts and seeds. It's just something to pop in before I take the kids to school. And then later, I will have my warm butter croissant and a little bit after that, I'll make some eggs with a bunch of vegetables in them. But I delight in the warm butter croissant. It is not an ultra processed food, but for me, it is such joy. I look forward to it and I have the rest of the day to burn it off. I am not guilty at all for eating that croissant. I would feel guilty if I deprived myself of that. I enjoy it and I don't think twice about having consumed it. And then in the evenings, I also do have a small piece of cake at night. I delight in it. These two things, my butter croissant in the morning and my cake in the evening, stop me from overindulging on anything else during the day. Because I know I have my bookends of things I delight in. They're not ultra processed. I can eat just a reasonable portion size and it's enough and it makes me happy. I encourage you to eat the things that make you happy in moderation. Have a plan that's gonna prevent you from going off the deep end with it. Find things that you like and you enjoy. Maybe it's a down comforter. Maybe it's a good pair of Ugg boots and enjoy that delight in it. Maybe it's a physical activity. That physical activity that makes you feel good to be proficient in and do the hard thing, do the thing that scares you and then delight in it. For now, we're gonna delight in movement you may not have done since you were a little bitty kid. We're gonna skip, skip and skip, skip and skip. If high impact bothers you, I just want you to lift your knee without actually taking a little hop on the other foot. Skip, skip. We're gonna spend an entire minute just skipping. If you wanna up the ante, Skip higher, get your leap higher as you skip. Or skip further, make it a longer jump.
jump forward. This is not the time to be critical, to be breaking apart your skip. Just skip. Whistle as you skip if it makes you happy, if it delights you. We only have about 20 more seconds of skipping. Then we'll go into a gallop with your right foot forward. Keep skipping, skip and skip. Nice, your opposite arm is coming forward as that opposite knee comes up in your skip. Four, three, two, right foot forward, let's gallop, 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 gallop. The right leg is leading, the left leg drags. So you're feeling most of the work in your right quadriceps and glute. Gallop, gallop. If you need to make it low impact, take out that point where both feet are off the ground at the same time. And that makes it a low impact exercise. I want you working fun. I want you to delight. I want you to get a little cardio here, but be kind on those joints. If your knees don't need to go high impact, don't force it. Gallop, gallop, forward, forward. There is only a nanosecond of high impact with a gallop, but that nanosecond may be too much for some folks. In which case, simmer it on down to a low impact where one foot is planted at all times. Four, three, two, left foot forward, gallop, gallop. Good, you're feeling your left quad and left glute primarily as you gallop forward. Giddy up, yeehaw, gallop on that pony. Some people might be looking at you a little crazy right now. You know what, you're having fun, you're delighting. After our gallop, we are going to bring Richard Simmons into our podcast for a pony. When I think of the pony, I think of sweating to the oldies with Richard Simmons. Those were the first workout tapes I ever did. My mom and I would turn on workout videos to Richard Simmons and we would sweat to the oldies like it was our job. We loved those videos. Then I started dating this guy that I brought the VHS tape to his house to do my sweat into the oldies and he threw out my cassette tape, my VHS tape of sweat into the oldies. Lance Richter, I'm still mad at you for that. Gallop, gallop, four and three and two and let's go side to side and pony, Richard Simmons style. Pony, pony. If you're not sure what a pony looks like, shame, shame. But you can find this on YouTube. Follow along with me with your side to side pony. Typically, a pony will go side to side. It's in the frontal plane. You move from the right side to the left side. Just a little step, 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 side to side. We're gonna stay here for another 30 seconds. And then we're gonna take our pony in a forward movement pattern, which isn't a true bona fide pony, but we're just gonna call it that today so that we get you moving sagittal, moving front instead of side to side. Keep ponying. You notice your ticker's talking, your heart rate's coming up, you're breathing heavy, your lungs are working. It's sneaky fitness. You're delighting in the movement, having a good time as you get in great cardio shape. This is called cardiovascular endurance because our heart rate isn't spiking up. It's staying pretty consistent for these five minutes. In our fun moves you haven't done since you were six years old. Give it two more. And now move your pony forward. Right, right, right. Left, left, left. Boom, boom. I do encourage you to keep your opposite arm moving in conjunction with that opposite leg. Right, right, right. Left, left, left. As the right leg's forward, the left arm's up. As the left arm's forward, the right arm's up. If you want to make this high impact, just hit that downbeat really hard and add a little hop with it. Ah, 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 ah. Now, in our message 
two things and they are not opposites. They work together. Do things that scare you. Do things that bring you delight and make it foundational. Not I have to do this every day, but I do it every chance I get just because it's part of who I am. As you're doing this right now, folks are watching. People are sitting on a park bench thinking, huh, what's into her? What's into him? Delight. Moving with delight. You're like Tom Hanks in the movie Big right now. Grown person doing childlike moves. And it is beautiful. More of this. Pony board. Right and right. Left and left. Right and right. Left and left. Four, three, two, and walk it out. Great job today. I hope you enjoyed our workout together. I hope you enjoyed the message. And I hope you'll be back next Friday as we continue on More Than Sweat.